Welcome back to Open Doors at St. Lawrence College, the podcast that sheds light on all facets of life within and surrounding UK independent boarding schools by connecting with staff, pupils and parents of St. Lawrence College, an independent co-educational boarding and day school situated in South East England. In every episode, we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking questions and spending time to understand more. So let's get into this episode right now of Open Doors at St. Lawrence College. In this episode, we're talking to Karis Chopping. She's teacher of French. We'll find out why she believes it's important to learn another language and how pupils learn about culture as well as the language. We discover more about school trips and we get some advice on how you can learn a language. We also find out what makes Karis so excited about teaching young people. Let's meet Miss Chopping. Hello. Hello there. Nice to meet you. And you too. So put me to shame. What languages do you speak? Um, so I currently speak French, but I am learning how to speak Spanish at the moment. Um, and the two languages, they're so similar to each other. And I find it really engaging and really fun. And I'm learning more so about myself when I speak it. I just think it's very beneficial to learn languages. Yeah. So what what's your favourite? Have you suddenly developed more of a passion for Spanish? Yeah, over the years, I suppose. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I would have liked to have learned it at school, but French was my priority at that point. I do really, really enjoy it so you know and I'm learning new vocabulary phrases I'm learning how to structure my sentences more so when I go to Spain next at least I'll be able to ask for things in restaurants or when I'm going about into the town areas I'll just feel a bit more confident with my speaking because I think speaking in another language is very very daunting you know especially for students that are learning the languages here at St. Lawrence. Yeah, I agree with you. I was mm. always very daunted. I think almost <laughs> the better you are at talking in English, the yeah. worse it is when you try and talk yeah, in another language. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how often do you visit France? Do you get much chance to do that? Obviously, we've had the pandemic. But... Yeah, of course. Um, so it's been a bit of a struggle recently because restrictions have been changing a lot. And obviously, COVID cases, we're having spikes and then we're not having spikes. So I haven't been there recently, but I am planning to go in the summer term or some holidays, perhaps with my friends or my family. And just really to get my French up to speed and just immerse myself into the French culture. Because the last time I went was a good couple of years ago and I worked there in the French Alps, actually. And just being able to speak the language every day was really, really helpful for me because I was a student at the time. And yeah, it was just beneficial to talk to the residents that were there and just get to know a little bit more about the French way of life. Because, you know, there are similarities and there are differences, but I think that's what makes people in the world unique that we can just come together and you know it's just so important that we have that communication with people from different countries and you know it's something that I really really stress in my class is that oh okay if we know how to speak to a French native person they'll feel a lot more welcome especially if they're coming to schools like this and they don't necessarily know how to speak English very well so at least you've got students here who are coming up to scratch with it and they're willing to make connections make friends with people from different parts of the world. So when you first start teaching French to mm-hmm. your to your young students, yeah. how do you get them over that fear, that kind of inhibition of not wanting to speak not in their mother tongue? Of course, it's always very, very daunting when you first see a French text, for example, or you hear French on the radio, or perhaps your teacher just speaking French entirely throughout the lesson. So you do sort of see their faces and they look very, well, slightly scared, maybe slightly confused. And I think it's just um, go in 
nice and easy. So just starting off with, you know, common phrases that you may have come across in French or in Spanish or in German and just familiarizing yourself with those words. So what I do with my students is we do activities where we recap tenses. I provide vocabulary books for my students. So um, whenever we look at a new word, I get them to write it down. And by the end of the lesson, they'll be able to remember it and they can use it in their work going forward. It's more so like a process. It's like a journey. So you know, learning languages, you're not expected to know how to speak it straight away. And in my case, it took me a good few years to become very, very fluent in French. And for some people, it's just quick, they're able to get it. But for some people, it just takes that little bit of extra time. And, you know, I, li- I like that balance that I have with my students at the moment, there are some that are so, so strong. And there are some that just need a bit more support and a bit more encouragement. And I think that's why they love it. <laughs> and and has teaching languages moved on since my day? How do you teach? I, I often you see sort of on the television people with their headphones yeah. on repeating <laughs> things. How is it taught these days? Sure. Um, so I use a variation of resources. So, um, you know, myself, but I also like to use things like Quizlet, which is where you can use your phones to participate in quizzes or paper quizzes as well. You can use with them. Things like Kahoot is very popular with my students. So again, that's another form of a quiz, perhaps listening to a little bit of French radio in classes. So people can just familiarize themselves with pronunciation and people speaking from different parts of the world. And I often use uh, PowerPoint-based lessons. So we'll we'll perhaps look at different topics. So with my fourth form, we've been looking at theme two. And I find it's very beneficial for them to have something in front of them visually. So then they can sort of follow as I'm speaking and they can write as they go. And then we kind of sort of talk, have a discussion in a way as well. So yeah, I think visual resources are really, really beneficial for languages. Even if it's just one simple word on a PowerPoint slide, you know, they can they can memorize that and you know using digital resources too is is very very useful we talked about culture as well i know Mm. you touched upon it how important is it to mix the learning of culture with the learning of language i just think it's so important because we're attracting more and more pupils from different parts of the world nowadays and i think we're just developing friendships a lot quicker than we used to so we're just making links a lot easier and i think it's so important as well especially when we're going into the working world knowing who exactly we can connect with how to connect with them and so on so I think your learning cultures is so important because we can compare the past to now why are things the way they are in certain countries how can we support these countries that are perhaps underdeveloped so for example in French I often touch on countries that are undeveloped and you know francophone countries we call them so where people can speak French so my background is that my mother was born in Mauritius and she moved to the UK when she was three and you know that's where my passion has come from you know having family that you know are from a French background and I think that's just so fascinating to enrich these pupils and just in a way open their mind to the different cultures that are out there and possibilities that they can explore as well mm-hmm. and I'm just you know that's one big thing I'm promoting and I'm hoping to promote with uh, this interview. Yeah absolutely and it's more immersive isn't it it's not just yeah. being taught at you're actually immersing yourself in the whole kind of ethos of of the language and the people so fascinating really interesting (laughs) so um school trips tell me do you still do them or have you been able to do any 
So very recently, the department had a Rome trip. So that was last week. And that was for four days with several students. And it took a lot of organisation because COVID was getting in the way. So there were um, having to get vaccinated and pupils having to isolate, perhaps, and pupils not being able to go on the trip. So there was a lot of stress, but it was very beneficial for these students because they were able to see different people. They were able to practice their language skills and also get to know their teachers a little bit more as well. So my uh, head of department, Mrs. Higgins, went on the trip alongside Mr. Gale, who teaches Latin and French. And they fed back to me and said, you know, they really, really enjoyed it. And it was so useful for the pupils, boosted their confidence and got them into a different scenario, I guess, you know, being outside of school for a change. Yeah. Yeah. So are you planning any trips to, to France? Can you plan any yet? It's in talks. So it's something that I would love to organise for my younger years because I've had lots of pupils come up to me saying, oh, miss, when are we going to France? Are we going this summer or are we going in September? And I've said to them, it's something that I would love to do with you, you know, just going there for a few days, perhaps to Paris or to Lille and, you know, getting to know a little bit of history, a little bit of geography and just for them to practice their French speaking skills in restaurants and wherever. So it's something that I am hoping to bring forward fingers crossed nothing changes with covid but yeah no i know that my students would be on board for that mm, i bet <laughs> they would now we touched on the fact that you're learning a new language yes. how important do you think it is to have languages taught at school i just think you have your core subjects so maths english history geography and french i often find can be overlooked because there's so much technicality to it same with spanish and latin and german there's so much that you have to remember and how to structure your verbs your tenses your your grammar there's a lot to think about and i think that's what puts pupils off is they think oh i i can't speak this fluently so is it even worth it but really i just want to encourage that you don't have to know absolutely everything when learning a language because I don't there are still words that I come across where I think hmm what does this mean in English I have no clue and I'm still learning about French itself there's so many things that are changing with the language with German with Spanish with Latin and it's just I want my pupils to know that I'm going through a journey just like they are as well, especially that I'm learning Spanish at the moment. So there's no sort of time in life where it's too late to really dive yourself into learning a language. And as long as you show that you're passionate about it and that you are willing to explore, you know, the different cultures that are out there and being open minded as well. I think that's the main thing. And just encouraging pupils to not be afraid of making mistakes because I think perfection is something that a lot of people try to strive for but in my book and in my opinion I don't think that's possible I think you can try your very best and that's that's still good enough yeah I, th- I think it's it's probably only the Parisians who still frown at you if you if you get it wrong. I think in France, people are a bit more relaxed now if yeah. you try, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that I've gone to different countries where my language speaking hasn't been amazing, but they've actually appreciated that I've made the effort to speak in their mother tongue. So um, yeah, absolutely. So what makes you passionate then about educating young minds as, as well as obviously teaching the language? You, you mm. cl- clearly adore being a teacher. It, that yeah. your, pas- your passion is coming across. What, where did you find that from? Well, it started when I was a teenager. So when I was about 16, 17, and I've always enjoyed working with young people. I primarily worked in primary schools. But I think as I started to develop my French speaking and knowledge, it was really where I thought, oh, 
I, I initially struggled with it, but I actually know how to speak it well now. So this is something that I would like to use in the future. So when I was at university during my second year, I sort of had a light bulb moment where I thought, I could really use my skills and expertise to motivate these young people because I, I could clearly see that there were a lot of gaps that I really wanted to address. And that's what I'm working on at the moment with my pupils. It's not just learning a language as well. It's learning about yourself as a person and the people around you. So it's something that I'm always encouraging in class. So getting pupils to work with one another and share their responses, compare their responses and answers and really just get them out of their shells because being at school, I think is, is daunting because there's so many things that are going on and it's nice just to sort of all be in the same boat and not be afraid I guess is is the main thing. <laughs> and I suppose if you're teaching languages too you're very aware of the global nature yes. of, of how we learn how we operate you know yeah. world wide web all that sort of thing is that something you encourage your pupils mm -hmm. to do to look outward rather than some of the other subjects look quite inward don't they? Yeah absolutely yeah as I always say just I encourage open mindfulness and just exploring the different possibilities that are out there and the different opinions because not everyone will agree with certain things and it's just you know in, in GCSE French we are working a lot on French speaking at the moment um, for the upcoming exams so I've been getting pupils to look at opposing arguments and for arguments related to certain questions so getting them to think outside the box a bit more than they usually do obviously if they want to improve even more so yeah. Yeah. So do you find that if somebody's arguing something, they possibly become a bit more fluent because they're yeah, concentrating absolutely. on what they're trying to say as opposed yeah. to, oh, I must get this right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think they become sort of more self-aware that way, I guess. And uh, once they've got their argument sort of planned, they're like, okay, they know how to sort of develop this even further. So often maybe we'll have debates in French, more so with A-level. And it's really interesting just to see their passion, you know, whilst they're speaking and then, you know, getting another student to give their opposing argument and then going around the room and so on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about young people. Mm -hmm. uh, this this podcast is obviously listened to by all sorts of people. So yes. do you have any advice specifically? I mean, I'm a very bad French speaker. So <laughs> any advice if, if people are thinking, well, I should really you know, learn another language, where should you mm. start? I think just start, there are so many resources available in the internet now, whether you want to learn digitally, so getting a tutor, which is something that I did when I was learning, or just learning through a good old dictionary for any language, and just immersing yourself in, you know, French news or German news or whatever. So often I find I'll download an article from Le Monde, which you can get online, and I just look through it and look for words that I'm not familiar with and add those to my list of vocabulary and use them in the future. So as I always say, I think there's no right or wrong time to learn a language. It's just practice makes perfect and knowing how to apply yourself, I guess, to it and seeking help. Because I always say to my students, if you make a mistake, don't worry about it because it's natural too. It's how you go about avoiding making that mistake again and asking questions, you know, not being afraid to ask these questions if they are really, really struggling. And I think that's why I've got such a good relationship with my pupils because they know that they can come to me if they're really struggling with homework or anything in particular. And, you know, it helps them to boost their confidence going forward that they can come to me if there's anything they're unsure about. Mm. 
Do you find that the younger the people are, the mm. more bold they are? They kind of don't care. They just think, well, uh, um, I suppose <laughs> when you're younger and you fall over, you get up again. When you're older yeah. and you fall over, it's not quite like this. Is that the same with learning a language? It's a bit more pliable, the brain. I think so, yeah. I think it's very daring is the word. Pupils are not afraid to uh, give their opinion uh, in languages. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I've certainly noticed pupils becoming bolder with their responses and their homework. And it's interesting to really see how much they're stretching themselves and challenging themselves. I always love seeing that actually, just you know, going beyond what I've explained to them and what their peers have been saying as well. So yeah, I think young people are definitely becoming more bolder and not being... I guess no filter is is the phrase. <laughs> yeah. But that's fine, I think, because we're all still learning and we're all still making mistakes. And, you know, I encourage that strongly. And do you find you learn from pupils that they'll go off and do yes. their own research and come back and they're, they're actually, you know, helping? I suppose language yeah. is, a, is an area where pupils and you can be collaborative, can't you? Because mm-hmm. it's a developing sort of situation, especially a modern language. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, you know, I learn a lot from my students about what makes them tick and what they're particularly struggling with, what they're doing very well with, and perhaps things that I could use going forward to support them. So they're very sort of direct with me saying, okay, miss, I didn't quite understand this task. Could you find another way to teach this perhaps? Or I didn't particularly understand this bit of grammar. Could we go over it again next lesson? And I always say, that's fine. You know, we can address that. Any misconception conceptions so I'm, I think I always take on board feedback from my pupils and also from my department just to help these these young minds going forward and it helps me as well because I am always seeking to develop my teaching methods and and growing from it as well. Where do you see modern languages going the teaching of modern language do you mm-hmm. think there are other sort of paths that you'd like to to develop yeah. to push forward where do you see it going? I'm hoping it's going to continue to grow. So just encouraging more pupils to take it up at GCSE and A-level because it's it's so refreshing to look at the different topics. So for A-level French, we are studying literature and film and we, we analyse sort of the language that's used in both the book and the film. And for GCSE, we're looking at different topics such as um, poverty, the environment. We're looking at culture. We're looking at healthy eating, healthy living and so on. So yeah, it's there's so many things that we explore and I just want pupils to realize that it it is an open discussion I guess that they can have with languages and they won't necessarily be penalized for it if they have an opinion about a certain topic because that's something that we can develop and we can use in their exams because in the exams we're looking for well-structured answers and good thinking as well is what we would encourage so yeah Mm. (laughs) <laughs> Sounds exciting, actually. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to ask you now, I was going to ask you your favourite phrase in French, but I'm going to ask you your favourite phrase in French and Spanish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Super. So I suppose for French, it has always been been il faut which means we must I always use that in my classes so for example I say to my students il faut uh, compléter le travail which means we must complete the work so as soon as they know that I say that like oh okay miss is uh you know getting us to do a task we've got to do it in Spanish I would say it's probably porque for some reason that word pops in my head and it means because um, yeah, sounds I just lovely. like the way it sounds yeah yeah <laughs> but no it's there's lots of words that I really really love in both French and Spanish that I, I can't think of at the moment but I'm sure I will later <laughs> yeah. and, and I couldn't leave an interview about France and French without asking you what your favorite French food is as well because it conj- conjures up all sorts of lovely things 
I would say my favorite French food is probably oeuf bourguignon. I absolutely mm. love that. I do also like French onion soup. That's one of my favorites. En français, s'il vous plaît? Soupe l'oignon. Ouais. Lovely. <laughs> Exactement. <laughs> so I'm starting to speak in French now. <laughs> wonderful. Couldn't, couldn't be a better way to, to finish our lovely chat today. So it has been wonderful to hear, your, as I say, your passion as a, as a teacher of French comes across. Thank you very so, much. Uh, thank you for joining us today. It's been fascinating. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. To find out more, check out the school website, slcuk.com. Now, our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.